Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. For those of you who haven't heard this before, the solitary confinement facilities at his prison camp in the middle of the forest is a small room with a hole in the floor for a toilet, a faucet with untreated water, a metal frame bed that folds down off the wall with chains. Uh, he can lay in that between uh, 10 o'clock at night and when the sun comes up. And then during the day, because uh, the room has no real heating and there's cracks in the windows, you see your breath. Joey Reed's son, long, so Trevor Reed, was in and out of solitary confinement in a Russian prison for two and a half years. Here he is talking about Trevor at a press conference at the White House at the end of March. He was in his junior year at college, and uh, he had a lot of plans. He really had had his stuff together after his military service and was a 4.0 student, and now he's afraid that that's all been taken away. Trevor Reed was charged with assaulting a Russian police officer in 2019. Even though the U.S. considered the conviction wrongful, and he and his family have denied the charges, he was sentenced to nine years in prison. Up until recently, it didn't look like Trevor was going to get out anytime soon. But then suddenly, last month... Now I want to take you to a moment nearly a thousand days in the making. He was released. One day after being released in a prisoner swap with Russia, Trevor Reed was finally able to give his parents a hug. This was an exciting moment for the Reed family, who had been fighting for their son's freedom for years. But Reed's release also raised more questions about the other people stuck in the crosshairs of the Russian legal system especially one of the most well-known WNBA players of all time, Brittany Griner. As the diplomatic ties between the U.S. and Russia crumble, a WNBA star is caught in the middle. BG is us. We are BG, you know, she's our sister. And as a league, we do everything together, but, you know, we want, we want her home. There are so many things that make her a target. So that's why I think I, I try to maintain hope that she's going to be released because the, the alternative is, is too scary, honestly, to think about. I'm Ariel Zimros. I'm Alexis Johnson, a correspondent for Vice News. This is Vice News Reports. Brittany Griner was arrested about three months ago in Russia. She's facing drug charges that are punishable by up to 10 years in prison. And her detention was originally extended by two months. And then just last week, we found out that it was extended again by another month with no fixed trial date. So hopefully in one month, she will actually have a trial and a judge will tell us what's next for her. But let's back up a little bit and talk about Brittany. Give it up for the number one WNBA draft pick and brand new player for the Phoenix Mercury, Brittany Griner. So if you're like me, if you're queer and a former high school basketball player, you definitely know who Brittany Griner is. But Alexis, for everybody else, who's Brittany Griner? 
Yeah, I play basketball too. Always have my eyes on her. She is an absolute icon in the WNBA. Griner also took home a gold medal at the FIBA World Championships and is committed advocate against bullying for LGBT rights. Um, she currently plays for the Phoenix Mercury. She has two Olympic gold medals with the USA women's team. She's a seven-time WNBA All-Star. Uh, you are, are so good. Have you ever thought, okay, what about the NBA? I actually would try out. You know, I would actually go try to play out with play with boys. Yeah. Um, she's also won a national championship when she played for Baylor and is the only NCAA basketball player to both score 2,000 points and block 500 shots. The line was And I think my first impression of Brittany Griner, I remember her dunking. Like Houston rumbling through, finds Griner for the dunk. Liberty caught sleeping in a dunk from Brittany Griner. Like she was one of the first women, you know, besides Lisa Leslie, I think, but she was yeah, one of the first women yeah. to like dunk often, yeah, you know, yeah, 100%. <laughs> in games. Yes. So yeah, she's amazing. Uh, Brittany also makes the maximum salary in the WNBA, which is only about $228,000. And I say only because, you know, that's a lot of money. But for professional athletes, that's relatively low. And it was reported that her Russian team, on the other hand, UMMC Ekaterinburg, pays her nearly a million dollars. So a huge difference. And not only that, but Britney's a star in Russia. She's, she's treated like a proper celebrity. So you would see why there will be a large incentive to continue to play over there. Yeah, so obviously Brittany Griner is someone that we both know a ton about, right? But you've been the person following her story for a while now and doing interviews with experts along the way. Yeah, I started talking to people about Brittany about a month after she was arrested. Right, so what exactly happened? WNBA superstar Brittany Griner is the latest high-profile American detained in Russia. She was arrested at a Moscow airport last month after authorities claimed they found cannabis oil during a search of her luggage. So she was detained on February 17th, which was less than a week before Russia invaded Ukraine. But the tricky thing was we didn't even know she was arrested until March when the Russian state media announced that they had her in detention. So by the time we found out, Brittany had already been sitting in a cell for weeks. Yeah, I mean, I remember hearing about this and going, wow, that is so long to sit in detention. Okay, so... Obviously, Griner is in a scary and precarious position right now. How were her family and teammates reacting to all of this? Yeah, because there was like so little information about her case, it came as a shock. It came during the time that, you know, Russia had invaded Ukraine. It left a lot of room for speculation about, you know, why she was over there in the first place. Was she targeted for her race, for her identity? There was questions of whether the drugs were planted by the Russian government. Were they going to hold her as a pawn uh, to be played out in this war? It was also kind of hard to determine what was going on because the WNBA itself and her family and her camp was also being very kind of silent and um, like close to the chest about what was going on with her. So what exactly are the charges against Brittany? Brittany is facing a drug trafficking charge, which was interesting because they decided not to just charge her with possession, right? Possession is a common charge in Russia where you can just pay a small fine and be released. But the trafficking charge is much more intense if she's convicted. Mm, Okay, and if she's convicted, what's going to happen to her? If she's convicted, she faces up to 10 years in prison, which which is a really long time, really scary. Yeah. So just to recap, Brittany Griner has been playing in Russia for a number of years now. 
And just as she was entering the country this year to go play, she was arrested because Russian officials say that they found a vape cartridge full of hashish oil. She was supposed to go to trial today, May 19th, but now the court date has been pushed again by another month. When she finally really does appear in court, can you tell us what's supposed to happen? Yeah, so this day is when all the evidence against Britney will be presented in court. A Russian investigator who has been spending months collecting evidence will show all the information to a judge. And at that point, the judge will make the ultimate decision about what happens next. Wait, so it's it's just one judge. There is no jury. It's just like the decision falls into the hand of this one person. Yeah, jury trials happen, but... Most likely there won't be one because they're very rare in Russia. And that was the thing, ADR. When this first came out, people have to realize that the Russian legal system is totally different than how it works over here. And that's why usually in cases like this, the State Department waits to act until that process plays out. After this trial, usually the next part of the process is conviction and sentencing. Got it. Okay. But then on the U.S. side, the U.S. government has come out and said that she was wrongfully detained. So can you explain what that means and what are the consequences of this? So this designation means that the U.S. government will seek options to negotiate her return even before her trial process is done. And that part is unprecedented. It's also important because it means her case is now being handed over to the U.S. Hostage Affairs Office and a veteran negotiator named Bill Richardson. Mind you, this is the same guy who helped Trevor Reed come home. Right. Trevor Reed, who we heard about at the top. Yeah, so finally, it also means that people close to Britney can start to speak out about her situation. All right. So there's some movement there. So what is the likelihood that she will actually be convicted and spend 10 years in a Russian prison? Well, as recently as 2018, less than 1% of all charges were found not guilty. So it is a very likely possibility that she could be found guilty. And it's also very common that if you are arrested in Russia for whatever they charge you with, a judge will find you guilty. Okay, so just being arrested means that you're incredibly likely to actually be convicted. Like 99% chance. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that number is really high, which makes me think that I guess more people could be talking about this right now. Like, I feel like if people knew how likely it is that she will get convicted, there would be a very large uproar. But at the same time, there's been like this this veil of silence over this whole thing, especially from her friends and her family. So did you get more clarity on the silence, the reasons why people close to Britney don't want to talk about this? Yeah, eventually the WNBA commissioner, as well as the head of the WNBA's labor union, came out and said that they were actually told to watch what they said publicly and not to make a huge media campaign for fear that it could impact Britney's case. Meaning that it could make it worse. Yeah, exactly. So while they're not saying anything strategically, the media is like, why isn't anybody talking about this? Like, why is this not front page news? And like, if this was Tom Brady, if this was LeBron James, things like that, like everybody would be going crazy about it. But it was difficult to make that assumption when her family and her camp was specifically trying to be silent about it. Right. So for you as a reporter who's who's talking about this story, who's who's doing some work on this story Is that going through your mind as you're trying to get some answers here? Yeah, absolutely. I was really aware that we needed to be careful about what we reported. And that's why we wanted to make sure that we let the experts speak about the media response and the legal process and the impact of her identity. That's after the break. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're good? All right. Oh, my God. This is not nerve-wracking at all. So can I slow down my Texas accent, make it understandable oh. for people? So, Alexis, you mentioned that in reporting the story, you had sort of a tricky balance to strike between talking about Britney's situation and making it front page news versus staying quiet so you don't interfere with her case. So you decide to turn to someone who you felt could really explain the reasoning behind all of this. Can you tell me about this person? Woo! It's great if it's not live, if you want to start... Kimberly St. Julian Barnon is a researcher at the University of Pennsylvania, and she studies the history of race relations in the Soviet Union. I spoke to her at the end of March before the U.S. had designated Britney as being wrongfully convicted. What was your personal reaction when you heard that Britney Griner was arrested in Russia? I was shocked. Everyone found out about her getting arrested from the news, and it was the war with Ukraine had already started. And I'm from Texas. Like, I've seen Brittany Griner out shopping at the mall. So it's it was it hit home. But also as a black woman uh, who knows Russia, uh, my immediate reaction was to be worried about her because, you know, I don't know if she speaks Russian, and she's very tall, and she's out, and she's gay. And so there's a lot of factors that made me really concerned about how she'd be faring. So we've been kind of hearing two reactions, I would say, for the most part. One is, you know, this isn't being covered enough. And on the other side, we've been hearing that that might be strategic on the part of her family, on the government, on the team to try to keep it low key. Which side do you fall on or can both things be true? Both are true. And I think this situation requires nuance. America has always been very careful with how it deals with Americans that are in Russian custody. The key thing is the process has kind of always been allow the Russian legal process to work. What makes her case special is that she is so high you know, profile. She's high profile in the United States. She's also high profile in Russia, but that isn't necessarily negative. But playing it careful is important because there is a war. Ukraine and Russia are at war. So you have multiple things at work here, her profile, but also the war context and also President Biden's administration versus President Trump's administration. So all of these things mean that the way we have to approach this case is differently. So I think that being quiet when it's necessary is appropriate right now, because the key thing is you don't want to cause Brittany any harm or make her so high profile where Russia will gain a lot of leverage by keeping her. I think what's so bizarre about it is that, I guess, 
maybe because of the way the American justice system works, we know that people get special treatment. So what do you think? Is it, does that have to do with the timing of the war? Or if this happened like last year, like do you think she might have got some leniency? I think as Americans, we're like, rich and famous people get special treatment. You know, you get out in 72 hours, but that's not the case in Russia. So I think one problem is the timing, but also Russia's infamous for trumping up charges. So she's facing five to 10 years for essentially what we would call trafficking in narcotics instead of possession. Russia has incredibly stringent drug laws and they're regressive. I mean, they punish drug users, people who need medical attention, they're throwing them in jail and in prison. They're even arresting people who are starting clean needle programs and things like that, they're arresting them. But I don't think there would be a fundamental difference if she wasn't you know, a basketball player. I actually might be worse if she wasn't a known entity because we've seen videos of her. You know, there's a video of her walking to court. That doesn't happen for everybody in Russia. Yeah, the fact that they released her mugshot mm -hmm. and a video of her, what does that tell you about how they might be handling her? I definitely think it's strategic. I think it is proof of life, mm. right? I think the video of her going to the courtroom and you see she's well-dressed, she's clean, her hair is done, and also her mugshot, I think all- Honestly, when talking to Kimberly, it didn't feel like Britney's prospects were that great. And everything she said pointed to all the hurdles that Britney is and would be facing. Kimberly was explaining some of the differences in the American and Russian legal system. And when we started talking about drug charges, she broke down some of the scary possibilities for Britney. So do you think it's a possibility that she could have been targeted or that it could have been planted? Definitely so. And I think this is the sad thing about Russia and the Russian criminal justice system is that there's a lot of criminal and there's no justice, you know? And so it's possible. And because they do it to Russian citizens. The Levada Center did a survey a couple years ago and it was over 60% of Russians think like most of these drug arrests are fake. So the Russian legal system is different from ours. Um, you don't, most people don't have trial by juries, but also Russia has a very high conviction rate. That is what keeps me up at night about this case. It's also important to remember that America does not really have power over this. And throughout, you know, United States history and relations with Russia, if you get caught doing something in Russia, if you get accused of doing something in Russia, the Russian legal system goes to work. What worried me was the, she's a political pawn and this is all a scam. And I'm like, we can't say things like that when we don't have any information about her case. Um, I was worried that the initial knee-jerk reaction and, and any negative things said about Russia could negatively impact her and her safety in Russia. So it shouldn't be okay to just assume she's a political pawn or a pawn of war? I think you can believe that, but don't put that in print. Everything you say can and will possibly be used against Brittany Griner, if you think about it that way. And I think that's something people need to remember. This isn't a TV show, this is her life, this is the next five to 10 years of her existence. That could be in a Russian prison cell. This whole conversation made me think again about this strategy of silence versus speaking out and if that actually makes a difference in getting loved ones home. Like Trevor, for example, his parents were super vocal. Trevor Reed's story is different from Britney's, but his release was very significant. He's free! 30-year-old former Marine Trevor Reed looks frail as he's handed over in a dramatic prisoner swap where he was exchanged for a Russian drug runner caught up in a DEA sting 11 years ago. Okay, so can we back up here a little bit and can you just remind us who exactly is Trevor Reed and what happened to him? 
Sure. Yeah. Trevor Reed is a former Marine and former presidential guard who was arrested in Russia in 2019. He was arrested after a drunken incident, and the Russian government alleged that he assaulted a police officer in Moscow, and they sentenced him to nine years in prison. He wasn't convicted until July of 2020, so he sat in uh, a Russian prison for about a year before uh, him or his family knew what was going to happen to him. The most recent news is that he was actually released um, on April 27th. The Biden administration was actually able to negotiate a prisoner exchange with the Russian government, so uh, Trevor Reed was able to come home to his family just a few weeks ago. But before that, on March 30th, you actually spoke to Trevor Reed's family one-on-one. But uh, ask anything. Even if we've already spoken to you before, if you want to ask questions again, go ahead. But that's what we're here to do. We're here to, to talk Yeah, they were in Washington, D.C., protesting in front of the White House and demanding a meeting with President Biden. They have posters saying free Trevor Reed with his pictures plastered onto the fencing. It's just them two. They're wearing matching free Trevor Reed T-shirts. So do you think being as vocal as you all have been and coming out and demonstrating in front of the White House has led to any progress? Uh, we're not sure, but we're, we're hoping so. Um, we believe the only answer is a, is a prisoner trade. And the only way to get that done, uh, especially now, is through public outcry, getting the media and the public's attention on this, because then it becomes political. There, there's obviously no way to prove because, you know, Griner's camp has been so silent, but we've heard that the strategy is they don't want to make her seem more valuable, right, and make it di- more difficult to right. get her home. What do you think about that? Well, we kind of thought the same thing with Trevor being having been a presidential guard uh, at Camp David. But it doesn't really matter. He's an American, and that right there makes him valuable. I know you haven't been able to speak with the Griner's camp yet, but if you were to, what would you like to say to, to her and to her family? A- ask us any questions you might have. We're here at any time you need to call us. So, Alexis, we've talked about how the war in Ukraine impacted people's speculation around Britney's arrest and how it made communication difficult for the Reeds while Trevor was in prison. But now he's back. What are we supposed to make of the impact of the war moving forward? Yeah, um, obviously, I think everybody is just pretty shocked that this was even possible during this war. The fact that those negotiations continued past the invasion of Ukraine and past all the sanctions that we put on Russia. And it gave us a silver lining, right? Because at first, when the news of Britney being arrested came out, we were all kind of like, there's no way that we can do anything to help her. There's no line of communication where we're, exactly. our relationship with Russia is, is, is very bad. Yeah, Biden is bashing Putin every right. day, you know, so it was like, how, why would he do anything to get her home? But the fact that the State Department still had some back-channel communications going on in Trevor's case is actually pretty hopeful, especially with the news that they have declared her wrongfully detained and are going to hand her over to uh, the U.S. hostage department. Ultimately, Trevor was released in a prisoner swap. What exactly does that mean? Who did Russia get in return? Like, how does that work? Reed was released in a prisoner swap uh, for Konstantin Yeroshenko. Uh, a Russian man who had been serving 20 years in prison here in America on a cocaine trafficking and conspiracy case. 
Prisoner swaps take a, a lot of negotiations. And what makes a prisoner swap especially complicated between Russia and the U.S. is there is no extradition treaty between uh, our two countries. And obviously our relationship is pretty hostile right now with the war. Right. OK, so there is no like set path or set method or way for, for these kinds of exchanges to occur is what you're telling me. Correct. It's, it's pretty complicated. So Trevor Reed's case is one thing, right? How different is Brittany's situation right now? It's really, really different. The timelines are different. The charges were different. There was a lot of outcry when Trevor Reed was released to say, you know, well, what about Britney and how could you still leave Britney behind? But you have to be really, really careful when making those comparisons because Trevor Reed was in jail for two and a half years and the push to get him out had been happening for a really, really long time. Brittany Griner should be with her teammates this week, preparing for the start of the new season. Instead, the seven-time All-Star Center for the Phoenix Mercury has been in Russian custody for 75 days. So the WNBA season has started. If Brittany had not been detained, if she wasn't in Russia right now, what would she be up to? We can only imagine she would kind of just be continuing on her regular everyday life and, you know, Personally, I want to say I hope she really does come home soon. I can't imagine what she's going through. I can't imagine what her family is going through. Those unknowns and dealing with Russia, of all countries, and dealing with another country's government and how their legal system works. I mean, I'm sure it's all just so very harrowing for them. Like we talked about Reed's parents just kind of feeling like hopeless and like having so little control over what happens. Yeah, I can personally say I can keep her uh, and her family in my prayers. Alexis, Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Alexis told me that she reached out to Trevor Reed's family after his release. They replied saying that they weren't doing any press and wanted to give Trevor some privacy. Earlier this month, they were back in D.C. with another family of a Marine named Paul Whelan, who is currently detained in Russia. The family is helping to fight for his release. As for Brittany Griner, Alexis reached out to her agent but didn't get a comment. But Griner's wife did release a statement on Instagram the day Trevor came home. She said that she was happy for their family and she's still hopeful for Brittany to come home too. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Special thanks to Alexis Johnson, Katie Sheward, Lyle Kendrick, and Paulette Marte. This week's episode was produced by Steph Brown. Vice News Reports is also produced by Sophie Kazis, Jen Kinney, and Adriana Tapia. Our senior producer is Sam Greenspan. Our supervising producers are Ashley Cleek and Stephanie Kariuki. Our associate producers are Steph Brown, Sam Egan, and Adriana Rodriguez. 
Sound design and music composition by Steve Bone, Pran Bandy, and Kyle Murdoch. Mixing by Evan Sutton. Our executive producer is Adiza Egan. And the VP of Vice Audio is Kate Osborne. Janet Lee is Senior Production Manager for Vice Audio. Fact-checking by Nicole Pasolka. Our theme music is by Steve Bone. I'm Ariel Zumros. If you have the time this week, it would be so great if you went to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and gave us a rating and maybe even a review. It really helps other people find the show. Vice News Reports drops every Thursday, so be sure to check back in next week. 